Hi, and thanks for hitting the snooze button. My name is Neil Headley. Short one here for episode number eight. Although if you're listening on the free side, it's not going to make any difference to you at all because this episode will be nine minutes long, as so many of the rest of them are. We'll address that in just a second. If you're a bedhead, yeah, short one this week because of a confluence of events that basically resulted in none of the guests who were booked for this week's episode being able to get to a place where we could record decent quality audio with them in time for this episode to actually be thrown into the can. So the good news is, if you're a fan of the show, we've got episodes booked for months in terms of guests, uh, just nobody for this week. It allows us to do a little bit of housekeeping, a little bit of cleaning up, and a little bit of addressing some stuff maybe from what we'll call the snooze button mailbag, Uh, particularly a piece that deals with, hey, where did you come up with the name for the show? And why are all the episodes nine minutes long? Um, The answer for that is pretty simple, but it is better given by the guy who basically inspired it. It's a comedian who I remember incredibly well from an NBC series called Last Comic Standing. That was basically like American Idol for stand-up comics. He's one of my favorites. He's got a brand new special on HBO called The Great Depression, which deals with his walk through mental health issues. Uh, And it's for that reason that we are hopeful uh, about getting this guy on an episode of the snooze button in the weeks to come. His name is Gary Gullman, and there's nobody better to explain why I thought Snooze button was a good name, and nine minutes for an episode was a good length. I like to get the wake-up call when I'm in the hotel room. I prefer the wake-up call because I hate alarm clocks. It's a bad invention. Beep, beep. No. No. Because everybody has the same reaction to the alarm clock. No matter how many hours you've slept, 10 hours, 12 hours, six-month coma, everybody has the same reaction. Beep. That's a bad invention. <laughs> and the snooze button aspect, that's a waste. Nine min- my snooze button gives me nine minutes. Nine, nine minutes is not a snooze. 90 minutes, that's a snooze. Has, has anyone ever woken up from the nine minutes refreshed? Oh, I was exhausted nine minutes ago, but now right as rain. There you go, Gary Gullman, and uh, the explanation of why we thought nine minutes was a good episode, uh, episode length for a show called The Snooze Button. A couple things that crossed the radar that I want to call your attention to, um, and in, in large part, they relate to past episodes that we've done. First of all, let's deal with the fact that on Tuesday, it's game one of the World Series, the Washington Nationals and the Houston Astros. Uh, one of the things that jumped out, and we'll tell you, in case you're brand new to the show, we'll explain what that has to do with sleep in a second. One of the things that we noticed was that all of the games are night starts. They all start at around 8 o'clock Eastern. The reason why that ties into what we do is because of episode six. And for folks listening on the free side, the bonus episode that came a few days later, where we talked to Dr. Ravi Alada from Northwestern University, and in the bonus episode, Dan Shulman from ESPN, who covers baseball on the radio side for ESPN. Um, Dr. Ravi Alada had a study where he found a correlation between on-field performance in Major League Baseball players over the course of the last 20 years and jet lag and what the impact of jet lag is. And there's a very specific statistic that's affected by jet lag uh, with ball players. And the interesting thing of uh, this series 
between the Nationals and the Astros is that they are one time zone apart. So I don't know that jet lag is going to be a very big part of this. You heard the relationship between jet lag and how that might uh, impact how different teams decide to handle it when we had our conversation with Dan Schulman from ESPN. So worth going back to episode six and the bonus episode right after for details on that. Um, Also in sleep news in the last few days, congratulations, California, for leading the way on delaying school start times. The science is irrefutable that teenagers' bodies work differently in terms of melatonin production. Sending a a teenager to high school before a certain time of day is like asking you or I to start getting up for work every day at 4 o'clock in the morning. Well, you and I would be out there with picket signs, but for some reason we were telling our kids to just suck it up. Um, And thankfully... California recognized, no, no, this is science. You can't really argue with it and signed it into law. It doesn't kick in until 2022. And it uh, mandates that no elementary school will start before 8 in the morning. No high school will start before 8.30 in the morning. That's a baby step, but it's a step. And now what that does is it takes the issue of population off the table for every other state in America and every province in Canada. Now, nobody can look at the delaying sleep times issue and say, well, we just have too big of a population. We can't do something like that province-wide or statewide. We're just too big. Sorry, California has done it, so now you don't have that excuse to fall back on anymore. Now you just need to say, we know what the science is, but we don't care. And I'm interested to see how many governments decide to do that. Uh, A couple other things that are on my radar. And again, we've got a normal episode of the Snooze Button coming next Monday with experts and celebrities. We're back to uh, a normal rotation on that, if you will. But I saw this. It's it's an article that went up, I believe it was this morning, actually, on a website in the UK. I want to read you the headline. And I'm alarmed by it because it's exactly the kind of thing that I put this project together to try and combat. The headline on the article reads like this. Can't sleep? Introducing the hypoallergenic bedding that improves your sleep by 25%. Now, this is an article that claims to be from a magazine that is going to help you have a fabulous home. Okay, great. Uh, Introducing the hypoallergenic bedding that improves your sleep by 25%. Now, as a person who doesn't get much sleep, I'll take 25%. Where do I spend the money? Then we scroll down into the article just a little bit, and we see where immediately after they've gotten you through the headline, they start hedging with lines like, can actually help provide, and then up to 25%. And research suggests that this type of bedding can improve your sleep. Um, Be careful is all I can say when you see stuff like this, because the entire idea behind the snooze button and and what this project is about, if you're new to it, is the fact that because I've been in television and radio in the morning for the last 30 years, last time I got a good night's sleep was about 1989. And yeah, that's a little bit of hyperbole, but I've, I've probably had less than 10 good nights of sleep in the last 30 years. And so what I'm going to be doing over the course of the next several months with help from celebrities and high achievers and 
an astronaut or two along the way, is getting sleep tips. And then I'm going to try those out for two weeks each, and I'm going to report back to you with what kind of difference it made. My friends from Fitbit heard about what was going on and uh, have contributed a Fitbit Versa 2 to what I'm doing because my friend Dr. Michael Grandner at the University of Arizona says a Fitbit Versa will be more than adequate to detect whether or not there is a measurable improvement in my sleep from these various things that I'm going to be trying. So to read an alarmist headline like this one that says it'll improve your sleep by 25% and then they start hedging and it's basically when you get to the bottom of it, it's an ad designed to get some money out of your pocket. Yeah, I'm not a fan. One other fun sleep story before we wrap things up here. Did you hear the story about the guy who got one of those sleep recorder apps, put it beside the bed so it could hear him snoring and whatever else was going on, and all it did was record, well, let's be charitable and call it um, gastric disturbances through the night? Yes. He has one of the most famous butts outside of the Kardashian family now. His name on the internet, if you're looking for him on Twitter, is at Finn underscore Caustic. It's just fun stuff. I'll see you back here next Monday for another episode of the Snooze Button. My name's Neil Hedley.